Ah, there you are. We've been waiting for you. If you've been struggling to get your personal fitness on track and keep it there, then you're in the perfect place. Because this guy is good. And I mean really good. You're listening to the Fitness Whisperer podcast, where you get simplified strategies and unique insights on exercise, nutrition, mindset, and life itself from best-selling author and progressive fitness innovator, Joey Atlas. He's been helping people achieve sustainable fitness success for over 30 years in ways that are realistic, doable, and super effective. And now he's helping you. So clear your mind and get ready for a powerful dose of health-improving, life-enhancing wisdom from the fitness whisperer himself, Joey Atlas. Thank you, Melissa, and thank you for tuning in today. I'm Joey Atlas, and you're listening to the Fitness Whisperer podcast. This is episode number 20. Today, we're going to be talking about something very sensitive to me, and I know also very sensitive to a lot of other people. Uh, It's a major issue in our society today, and it's something I've had trouble talking about in the past, but the more I talk about it, the more I realize I'm helping people. And I did a recent blog post about my food addictions and my emotional eating. I went into deeper detail than I usually go, and a lot of people reached out to me about uh, the article, the blog post, uh, how much they appreciated my openness, my candidness. Uh, actually got a few personal coaching clients from just posting that article. Uh, that wasn't my intent, but it, it was quite interesting how that happened. So today, for this episode, uh, what I thought was I would read that post since some people don't read. Uh, they, they consume content and information uh, via audio, hence the uh, growing popularity of audiobooks. So I thought it'd be really cool uh, and helpful if I read that blog post, that article, which has also been posted on Facebook. I've posted it on LinkedIn. And uh, I figured creating an audio in the form of this podcast episode would be really helpful and it would find its way into more people's ears and would be able to positively impact more lives. So before I get into it, I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you if you've been a longtime fan, follower, client, user of my programs, client of the local Sculpt2Fit studio. However you have come into our lives or life, I want to thank you. Uh, also, if you are new here, if somebody introduced you to me, to my coaching team, to the Sculpt2Fit crew, uh, I want to welcome you to our realm. We want to let you know that we're here to help you any way we possibly can. If you happen to be local in St. John's, Mandarin, Jacksonville, Florida, Fleming Island, Orange Park, Nocatee, and you want to come check out the studio, please go to Sculptafit.com. That's S-C-U-L-P-T-A-F-I-T, Sculptafit.com. You can also find me and the team on Facebook. My female coaching team is ready to help any type of woman who wants to regain control of her health, wellness, and longevity. And 
We do it in a very gentle fashion. We're very opposite the hardcore hit modes. We take a very gentle, sane, and safe approach to improving your health and wellness. We don't beat anybody up. We don't hurt anybody. We don't demean anybody. This is very opposite of what the mainstream is doing. So we invite you in at least for a studio tour. My team is ready and waiting for you. And uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram. You'll see a little bit about us, get a taste, get a feel. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon if you are local. If you are not local and you are somewhere around the world, whether it's another state, another country, uh, wherever, we still have plenty of things that we can help you with, which is how this all started in the first place. Uh, ultimately, you can get your hands on a Sculpt to Fit home gym system and follow our personal training videos. Or you can get personal, private, one-on-one -on -one long-distance coaching from myself or somebody else from the team. And we also do private consulting uh, on a, a personal family level. And we also do corporate wellness and business consulting for health and wellness initiatives. So that's a little bit about us. We thank you for tuning in if you are new here. If you want to learn more, again, you can go to sculptifit.com. You can also go to my main site, which is thejoeyatlas.com. That's T-H-E-J-O-E-Y-A-T-L-A-S.com. Got plenty of freebies there for you, things to get you started on your journey, and uh, a good entry point to learn more about our world, our world and what we do for people just like you. Now, to get on with today's episode... This is really simple and straightforward. I'm going to be reading probably one of the most popular blog posts and articles I've written in a long time. And uh, if, I, if I get a little emotional here as I'm reading this, please bear with me. This is not going to be edited. It's not going to be trimmed. It's not going to be cut. Um, I'm just going to be reading as if you're sitting here right beside me and I'm reading it to you. So... Bear with me. There you go. See, <laughs> there's one right, right there for you. Bear with me as I read through this. And um, if this triggers any questions, comments, thoughts, the idea that I might be able to help you or my coaching team at the studio might be able to help you, please reach out, connect with me, connect with my team, and let's find the best solution for you. But for now, Open your ears, relax a little, and listen to my journey, my story of how I overcame my emotional eating and how I beat my toughest food addictions. Here we go. This isn't my normal material, but it may prove to be one of the most important pieces I write. Please excuse any typos. This is coming straight from the heart. No edits, no rewrites. And if it changes one life, just saves one person from a life of misery, dysfunction, and decaying health, then writing this is all worth it. If you've been in my world for a bit, you know I've struggled hard with myself in the past. I've battled emotional eating issues, food codependency, vicious highs and lows with my weight, unhealthy swings in my body composition, even flirted with potential drinking and alcohol issues. Despite being a lifelong fitness and nutrition enthusiast, a top professional, teacher, personal coach, and unique voice in the health and fitness industry, 
I personally battled some of the toughest issues most people in society face today. My Italian upbringing placed me in a zone where food was life and more food was more life. That was a major problem right from childhood for me. It set the stage for my love of food, the happiness I would get from food, and the self-satisfaction of pleasing myself through eating, even when all other things in life were bad. Food and high-calorie beverages became my drug, but I wasn't even aware of it. And the built-in addictive ingredients of the processed foods that stock our high-consumption food supply did not help matters, of course. I lived in such a strange paradox, one that would prove to eventually become my gift to the world, an experience over the course of many years that would allow me to empathize with and understand people struggling to overcome the same obstacles and problems I had to defeat in order to find success. The paradox of this former fat kid looked something like this. In my youth, others called me porchy. <laughs> In my youth, others called me porky, pudgy, fat boy. And having the shop for husky clothes didn't help matters at all. Through my youth, I could eat sweets, fats, and dense carbohydrates with the best of them. Cakes, chocolate, cookies, donuts, ice cream, muffins, danish, pastries, lots of bread and butter, plus lots more. Going into my teen and late teen years is when I picked up speed on the fitness and bodybuilding path. The working out was natural and fun for me, but the food part was a challenge. In the off-season, I would eat whatever I wanted, and then, then I would challenge myself on dieting down for a bodybuilding competition, getting down to 3% body fat. It was a grand challenge for sure, but I was able to do it because my desire to compete and win was stronger than my short-term desire for rich, heavy foods and high-calorie desserts and sweets. But after the competitions, I would rebound, severely. The big eater, the food addict in me, would show up with a vengeance, and within days I'd be packing on the pounds again, catching up on all the foods I'd deprived myself of in order to compete. For a few years, I just thought this cycle was normal. But then one year, the night after a competition, I almost killed myself. I was in my early 20s, and I thought I was going to die, literally. I had eaten so much, so fast, right after a competition, that my body couldn't digest the heavy foods fast enough. I was so abnormally full, it felt like there was food in my throat. I was actually beyond full. I was scared, but so embarrassed that I didn't say anything to anyone. I just sat there quiet, acting as if I was so tired from the competition and just needing some rest. I actually did fall asleep a few times while seated because I couldn't lay down. I was hoping that my body would digest all the food as I rested. I ended up sleeping into the morning. When I woke up, I felt horrible in so many ways, mentally, physically, and emotionally. I learned that food overdose is possible and it felt crippling. It took me a few days to recover, but I was still eating, of course, just not as much. In those few days, I came to the realization that I have a problem, and that incident alone was critical. I was starting to awaken to my self-destructive reality. Self-awareness was starting to brew. But I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do about it yet. 
and I got on with my life. The next day would come, and I would have to live it, each one. Days became weeks, then months, then years. Some years were good, some were painful. I was an excellent trainer, one of the best private fitness coaches around. I'm far better now, of course, in profound ways. But internally, back then, I battled some demons. The fight raged on. Life took me into my early 30s, and by that time, my son Jojo and my daughter Alexa were about one and two years old. I owned a personal training studio. It actually owned me, really. It had me work in crazy hours and a marriage that was making life a dysfunctional swirl of pain, a marriage that was on the verge of falling off a cliff every second of the day and night. My spirit was dying, and I was relying more and more on food as my drug. It was one of the only places I could derive pleasure. Spending time with my kids and helping my clients reach their goals were the other two places that I derived pleasure. But food and beverages were a different animal altogether. There were built-in temptations that tested my personal limits and abilities, and I usually lost. The toxic and dysfunctional proceedings from divorce number one started, and things only got worse. I was technically homeless for over a year, living in my personal training studio, using the massage room as my bedroom, and the massage table as my bed. Financially, my back was against the wall, day and night. To this day, I think all the clients I was blessed with, whose openness to allow me to help them, gave me the thin financial means to survive during that trying phase of my life. As you might imagine, during that time, food was my ultimate drug, even more so than other times of my life. I won't share how unhealthy my food and drink choices were, but I will say that if I tried eating that way today, I would be sick for days. Crazy thing is, so many people still eat like this every day. My life marched on. I kept surviving, eventually going into a new relationship, which led to marriage, one that would also end in a painful but very helpful divorce. The situations and dysfunctions of marriage number two still fueled my self-destructive eating and drinking habits but it also started the strongest period of introspection, self-reflection, and heightened self-awareness. I began to grasp what was going on inside me and outside of me. And this revelation would eventually turn into the foundation of me disconnecting from food and then being able to redefine what food and beverages meant to me and my life, and then reframe their position and purpose in my life. But my exercise habits were scattered at best, and I continued to spiral downward for a few years, still unable to put all the pieces together properly. I just couldn't beat the food demons and get to a place where my adult fitness habits were a natural and sacred part of my life. I let too many other unhealthy things become excuses, blocking me from who and what I was supposed to be. I got to a point where I felt horrible frustrated, so embarrassed about my state of being, and my medical status and health vitals were getting worse each year. My cholesterol was climbing and the ratios were getting worse. My blood pressure was high. This was not a good sign. My triglycerides were getting out of hand. 
headaches, stomach issues, back pains, joint pains, horrible sleeping patterns, and lack of mental clarity and focus. These were all compounding. How could I be someone who guided people to optimum health and fitness when I couldn't personally do it myself? I knew all the answers. I knew the right approach to nutrition, how to match it to an individual's needs and their timeline. I had two degrees in exercise physiology, an intuitive element in me that gave me the tools to help just about anyone who came into my world, but I couldn't help myself. And I had to change that. I had to fix that. It had to be fixed. So I started the deeper journey of self-reflection, introspection, communicating with people a bit older and wiser than me. Not about fitness and nutrition, but about life. The more I opened my mind and got truthful with myself, the more things started to make sense. I began to develop the sense that I could change my state of being and I could change my choices and habits all from within. I needed to change and I wanted to change. I wanted to help more people by leading by example, the right example. I had kids to live for and I also wanted to be around for my grandkids someday. I still had life in me, and despite two painful marriages and divorces, I knew I would eventually want to find my life companion and live a great life together. All of the above required me to become my best, to stop all the self-destructive behaviors that were killing my life, and I had to place highest priority on my health and well-being. I needed to honor my life, my one body. I needed to tune into my spirit and bring it back to life so I could be the real me, the Joey who this world needs. And I knew all the above required that I started taking proper care of myself because only when we are in good health and living in strength can we be our best and give the world our very best. I realized that I needed to use food for what it was intended for and not use it as a drug. I needed to find a way to make fitness training realistic and doable so I could fit it into my schedule as a busy adult and father of now three, not just two, and try to make it a sustainable way of life. I needed to redefine how alcohol fit into my life and redefine the purpose it would serve, if any at all. Was I aiming for perfect? No. I don't expect perfection from anyone. Only mindfulness, self-awareness. When you have those, you can then manage your thoughts, your mindset, habits, and actions. And that's when things got easier for me, much easier. I knew just getting to a place where my highest priorities and values guided my thoughts and decisions, I knew I would win if I could get there. And I knew that I would strengthen how I coached and guided others down the same path of success with the self. This wasn't about adhering to a dogmatic regimen and complex methodologies, but rather it was so much more about simplification, flexibility, and getting in tune with the truths of my life and my physiology. It wouldn't be about counting macros and micros or periodization training or eating for my blood type or working out in the red zone or any, anything crazy like that. It was none of that stuff. It became all about being my best self 
and doing the things we already know. I started applying things I already knew to be true and connected those things to my personal values and the goals of my life. For example, I came to grips with the truth that most of the foods and drinks in our society are designed to be subtly addictive. Now, this is insidious. It's a problem that is going to get much worse before it gets better, unfortunately. Number two, I began to apply what I learned about the body and gross anatomy to my own choices and decisions, such as avoiding food additive and ingredients that worked against our health and damaged our metabolism. Third, I began to take true ownership of my health and wellness and redefined what foods, drinks, and nutrients would be allowed into my body and which ones would not be allowed. Fourth, I decided not to let other people or companies decide what foods and drinks will go into my body. Now, this is a huge one. Fifth, I began to change my fitness training methods so they were more realistic and beneficial instead of painful and unrealistic. All in all, I took ownership of my life. I took responsibility of me. I took self-responsibility. And I let all my actions be in line with where I wanted to go in life and the levels of health I wanted to reach and live in. Sure, it wasn't an overnight change, but day after day, week after week, month after month, a few years went by and I had evolved. I had grown toward my best potential instead of growing away from it. And I still do this to this very day. See, we never stop evolving and growing, ever. When we open ourselves, when we open ourselves up to this fact, then our lives can open up in the most profound ways. That's how I did it. And that is the essence of how I guide people to their own success when I do one-on-one -on -one personal coaching, whether it's in person or long distance. See, if I can do this, then I believe anyone can do it, even you. So I share this with you. As I wrap this up, I realize there's going to be a part two follow-up to this because whatever I shared just now that you heard me go over opens the door for questions, comments, and thoughts that require some deeper levels of explanation, uh, maybe even some outside help from other professionals to shed some more light on and to give people ideas on how to make this happen for themselves. So if you have any questions, comments, thoughts about what I shared today, please post below if you're reading this with a comment box below or come to thejoeyatlas.com and send a message through the site or come to one of my social media channels on Facebook or LinkedIn and send, send it to me and my team there. And we'll be sure to bring your questions, comments, or thoughts into the follow-up episode that we're going to do for this one. So you can consider this one today a part one, and there's going to be a part two where we go even deeper and uh, explain some other ways that you can make this happen for yourself. Or if you have a loved one uh, who's struggling the same way that I struggled, and you want to help them, this part one and part two combo will be something that could profoundly change their lives. So I'll wrap this up uh, by letting you know that, again, this, this wasn't an overnight thing for me. It happened over the course of many years. But with that all happening, I realized that 
we can change people's lives much faster knowing and seeing that it's possible and how it did happen. So before I start wrapping this up, uh, I want to invite you to think about what are you challenged with in your life? Is it, is it knowing what to eat? Is it knowing how to exercise? Or do you actually really know how to do all that stuff, but you're just having trouble implementing it and making it a realistic lifestyle, a realistic mindset, something that you can stick to for good? If you find that you struggle with creating this lifestyle and mindset of habits that allow you to reach your goals and keep them, then you owe it to yourself to find the right help, to get the right support so that you can do the things you know are going to help you and make them a permanent part of your mindset and your lifestyle so that you can achieve all the health and wellness benefits that you deserve and you know you want. So if you're an individual looking for personal help, you know where to reach us. If you're the human resources director of a small business, a medium-sized company, and you want to implement a health and wellness uh, initiative, uh, we're, we're happy to help with that. we got several ways that we can help you implement a good program that will help make a positive impact on your entire workforce culture. Uh, if you live here in the St. John's, Mandarin, Jacksonville, Florida area, and you want to come check out the studio, uh, you can do that by going to sculptafit.com. That's S-C-U-L-P-T-A-F-I-T.com. If you want to look into hiring me as your cornerman, your right-hand uh, person to guide you to success, then just come to thejoeyatlas.com. Connect with me there. And until next time, all I ask you to do is share this episode with someone you know who it will benefit and make a positive impact on. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. If this helped you in any way or triggers any questions, comments, thoughts, come, come let me know. You know where to find me. I do want to hear from you. And uh, don't think that you're just another person out there who is helpless. I'm waiting to hear from you. You know where to reach me. Hope to hear from you soon. And if not, be ready for the next episode. It's coming soon.